Hey, love. Welcome to Her Promise Circle podcast, a safe space to come as you are to receive the word you need to help you continue on your journey to healing, growth, and walking confidently into God's purpose for your life. It's full of all the things that you'll need to live boldly as the woman God created you to be. I'm your host and founder of Her Promise Circle, Mikkel. Get connected, let us support you where you are right now and where you're going. All right, sis. So this week we are going to tackle fear. It's a topic that is talked about a lot, but let's talk about how it influences us and holds us back from going where God is trying to take us. For many of us, the thing that has held us back the most in life from taking jumps or leaps or believing fully that God has us is fear. And If we know anything about scripture, we know fear is not from God. We know in 2 Timothy 1 and 7 that it says, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. I always read from the Amplified because it gives so much more detail. But the basis of the scripture tells us that the Lord does not give us a spirit of fear. So if fear is not from God, where does it come from? You guessed it. The biggest hater ever, the enemy, right? Fear is not from God. It's the enemy's way of trying to stop us from getting closer to our promises, our purpose, and from getting closer to God. The closer that we get to where God is taking us, the more the enemy will try to attack us and try to paralyze us. Think about it. After David was anointed, that's when he started facing Goliath. Also, when he started doing his battles, he was constantly having to confront people and battle them and slay them. However, he stayed close to God and he would ask God, God, be with me. Am I to take these people? He was in constant contact with God, praying. Doesn't mean David was afraid. It seems as if he was fearless, but let's think about it. Going into battle at all, you'd have to feel something, right? But David always went. He didn't hesitate because he knew that God was with him. For example, Joshua, as we've been talking about. When Joshua was about to cross into the promised land, when Joshua got commissioned by God, that God would be with him like he was with Moses and use him for great things to help him lead his people into the promised land. He said multiple times in Joshua 1 alone, be strong and courageous. He reminded him over and over, I am with you, right? So do not fear. And so if we could just adopt this principle in our lives, nothing would be out of reach for us to do. Nothing would be off limits. You would feel powerful if you knew that your power and confidence doesn't come from you, babes. It comes from God. And we're so insecure because we are depending on us and we know us. Okay, you know yourself. And to place your life, to place all that weight of decision making and where your life is going and it's on your back and you got to carry it. Of course, you're anxious all the time. Of course, you're worried all the time. Because you think that it's up to you to control everything in your life. To control whether things go right or whether things go wrong or whether you make something of yourself. God has already made something of you. 
It's just up to you to follow him, to pursue him, to find him, to seek him. And as we learned in one of the previous episodes, that who you are is hidden in him. And thus God will always give you opportunities and purpose and steps to take that will require you to stay constantly seeking him. So sis, if you are uncomfortable, if you are afraid, if you are nervous, if you feel that you are incapable of doing something, but God has called you to do it, that is a sign that that's exactly where he wants you to go. And because of that, the enemy gets mad, mad, big mad, okay? And so what does he try to do? He tries to paralyze you in fear. Because if you are paralyzed in fear, oh, what will people think of me? How are people going to react? And notice most of our fear is about other people. But also you're concerned about you, right? What are people going to say about me? Are people going to hate me? Are people going to reject me? Yes, the word says that. They hated Jesus, child. Why wouldn't they hate on you? Come on. The good news is that we have power over the enemy. The verse I love quoting. I have given you the power to trample serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. We have power over the enemy. That means when God tells us in the word to cast down vain imaginations, everything that goes against what he says, which is that he doesn't give you the spirit of fear. So when fear comes upon you, what are you to do? This is not from God. I am not in agreement with this. You have no power over my thoughts and mind. God is with me. The Lord told me to be strong and courageous. The Lord told me nothing will harm me. The Lord told me that he's going to be with me wherever I go. The Lord told me that I'll be taken over territory. The Lord told me that the work that he began in me will be done until the day of Christ. The Lord told me that he has plans to prosper me, to give me a future and a hope. The Lord told me that he wouldn't light a lamp just to hide it. If God has told you these things in the word over and over again, and we constantly say, God doesn't talk to me, God doesn't talk to me, God doesn't talk to me. Have you heard the stuff that's in the word? And do you live like you believe it? How can he tell you something new if you don't even believe what's written down? Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Get that on a t-shirt. How can you believe something new if you don't even believe what's written in the word? And so that's what I try to commission y'all to do every episode, right? We know the word, we know the verses, but do you live like you believe them? To experience God in a different level, you must believe him. Those who come to God must first believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. A rewarder, giving good things. Good gifts come from the Lord. If you who are evil give your children good gifts, what more can God give for you? Come on. We are called to walk in faith not fear. We have authority in Christ and nothing can harm us when we remember that. But if you forget your authority, we allow the enemy to attack us and then fear controls the situation. Next thing you know, 10 years goes by and you never pursued that thing that God laid on your heart to write that book, to start that business, to put yourself out there, to change jobs, to move to a different state, to move to a different church. To put yourself in a comfortable situation in front of a lot of people. And next thing you know, you're just bombarded by thoughts that aren't even yours. What if people judge me? What if God didn't say that? What if, what if, what if, what if? That's how he, that's how he got Eve, y'all. Did God really say that? 
that you couldn't eat of this tree? The enemy makes you try to doubt what God says. We learned that in the beginning. Like I said, if you know the word, you know the word, you know the word. Are you living like you believe it? God shows us how the enemy tries to manipulate and deceive us. He shows us in the story of Eve in the beginning. And so those thoughts are not your thoughts. They're not coming from you, yet we allow them to play on a loop. And because we allow thoughts to play on a loop, they become our beliefs. And when they become our beliefs, it's what we say. And so now you talk like, I could never do that. I will never do that. I can't. I won't. I'm afraid. Now you're speaking it and now you're in agreement with it and wondering why you're still in the same place you were in 10 years ago. And so God comes and in Isaiah it says, forsake your thoughts. Forsake your ways. Because God has his own principles in his kingdom. God will help you unpack the things in your life that have been lies so that you can begin to believe the truth. God's big on truth. Those who worship me must worship me in spirit and truth, right? God is big on truth. And for you to say, I can't, I won't, is a lie. So stop coming into agreement with lies. You have to stop coming into agreement with lies. I am fat. I am ugly. I will never get married. I don't know if I'll even ever have kids. Men don't find me attractive. I hate girls. Where did this stuff come from? The enemy used one situation and now you believe that as truth. And now you live that as truth in your life. Let's talk about me for a second. Mickey, God wants you to start a women's wellness community that is faith-based. But all I did in college was say I wanted to be by myself and I don't like girls and girls don't like me. That's how I used to talk because I wasn't treated very well in school by women. Not gonna hold y'all. But because the enemy used that to plant a seed that people don't like you, especially women, I never even considered starting a community until I came back to God full force. Until I forsook who I thought that I was and allowed him to put seeds in me that he wanted in me. And it's not seed that he's putting back into you. It's what he put into you when you were unformed substance. What did he tell Jeremiah? When you were in the womb, I knew you. We are the workmanship of Christ. When we were unformed substance in Psalms, it says he put things in you in the beginning before you were ever a thought on planet Earth. And so when you come to God, when you're seeking his faith, God can reveal to you what he put in you in the beginning. That means, sis, whatever God has for you to do is already in you. Every gift, every skill, every way you need to speak, every idea is already there. But what's it covered up by? Lies. Trauma. Things we need to unpack from our past, whether you were bullied or molested or taken advantage of or had a horrible breakup in a toxic relationship longer than you should have been in, had some friends that backstabbed you, whatever the case may be, divorce from your parents, your parents abused you, someone else abused you. These are things we need to unpack, but until you take accountability and recognize it and sit with it and worship God in spirit and in truth, that means come to God and not avoid the things that are hard to talk about for your own self. You need to forgive yourself. Give yourself grace because you did the best you could in those times. And now it's time to come to God 
give that to him and be like, God, show me who I really am. What's the lies that I believe in my life? This is how you unlock yourself. This is how you unlock the potential that God has placed in you. The enemy is a liar who cannot create, but he can manipulate or duplicate what God does. Because, child, he does not have that much power. Most of the time, we give the enemy more power than he really has. Oh, it's the enemy attacking me. Really? It's just your thoughts, sis. Maybe he implanted that first thought, but now you got it on a loop. Now you believe it. It's you and you speaking it. The enemy wants us to doubt who God is and to doubt the promises that he has for our lives. But since we must be sure of who God says we are and you must believe it, we are more than conquerors. We are his workmanship. You are fearfully and wonderfully made, not fat and ugly. Once we're sure of that, we become unstoppable. Okay, even when it gets hard. Now, let's talk about some practical ways that you can actually overcome fear in your life. Because it's like, yeah, Mick, like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to write a book. I'm afraid to put myself out there. I'm afraid to post more on social media. I'm afraid. I'm scared. I'm afraid to move jobs. I'm afraid to quit my job and enter ministry. I'm afraid to go to a different state. I'm afraid. What if I don't make enough money? What if people hate me? Did God ask you to worry about all that? No, he just wants you to leap in faith. So another issue is your faith and your unbelief. But we'll talk about that in a different episode. First of all, you need to pray and ask God for his help. You need to lean into him and his promises for you. And believe them. Receive them. Every time you hear something God says about you, write it down. I have a whole phone full of notes of things that I remind myself of what God said about me. Whether it's in the word or I heard it from someone speaking to me. And you'll know if it's God. If it's true, if it resonates with your spirit, it excites you. You ever listen to a sermon and it excites you? That's your word. We also need to surround ourselves with supportive people who will encourage us and remind us of who we are in Christ. You need a circle of friends. Like her promise circle, for example. (laughs) A group of people who are on the same journey as you, who can see you as God sees you, not as the world sees you. Because if those around sees you as God sees you, the lies that are in you, people can point them out. You can reject them and stop coming into agreement with them. But if you're around people who are toxic and speaking death to you and not life, because life and death is in the power of the tongue, of course you're going to be worried and fearful and doubting yourself all the time. It matters who's around you. And next, you can speak positively. Speak in agreement of what God says and reject what the enemy says. People can put curses on you. People can say, you'll never get married. You are ugly. You are fat. No, I reject. That's not what God says about me. Mm. You got to boss up. Okay. In this season, y'all got to get it together. Oh, pray for me. I'm just, okay, girl, put your big girl panties on, warrior on up and start using the authority that you have. You are out here wallowing in things that you have control and authority over. You are nobody's victim, babe. You have the same God that I serve and he loves you just as much as he loves me. And he's given you exactly what he's given me. You have authority over it, but you'd rather wallow in it and be a victim. No more. Come up out of that. You are making yourself a victim and now you're comfortable there. No. You are wallowing in things you have authority to stop. No more of that. Okay? No more of that. Speak what God says out loud over yourself. 
Declare the promises of God over your life. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth. What did he tell Joshua? Meditate on the word day and night and do not let it depart from your lips. This will make your way prosperous and successful. I'm just telling you what he says. Another way to overcome fear is to focus on your purpose. When you find that thing that's bigger than you, when you find that thing that makes you uncomfortable, that God tells you to move for, that makes you fearful, that the enemy's fearful of, and he's attacking you because he don't want you to go to it, that's the thing. That's the thing. But to uncover it, you have to get out of all these lies. Unpack them. Get rid of them. Take authority over them. When we focus on our purpose, we become less focused on our fear. I'll say that again. When we focus on our purpose, we become less focused on our fear. The word says, keep your mind on things above. We are reminded of why we're here and what we're called to do. We can also ask ourselves, what's the worst that could happen? And then remind ourselves that we can handle it with God's help. Your faith, sis, fix your faith. What's the worst that can happen? And regardless, if it does happen, what does God say? All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are caught according to his purpose. So if God got it, no matter if it's good or bad, if you take a jump and don't know if it's him, he said, all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So what are you afraid of? It's the enemy projecting his fear onto you. Sis, don't let fear hold you back. The enemy is afraid of your faith, and that's why he sits there and causes you to doubt, tries to play loops of worry and fear. Because in faith, that's how you'll possess what God has given you. In faith, you will take over that territory. You will infiltrate the world with the light that he's placed inside of you. You will walk in his plan. You will receive abundance and peace and joy in every need for every good work that he tells you to do. You will have authority over the enemy. You will have dominion in the earth. And you will show others your testimony. Everything really did work out for your good. And that God can do it for them too. You are a light. And God does not light something unless it is to be shown. God will complete the work in you if you let him. So stop being a victim. You're nobody's victim. You have authority over what you're going through right now. And you better start talking like it. You better start acting like it. It's your spiritual gangster season, okay? Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for reminding us that fear is not from you. We thank you for giving us authority in Christ and power over the enemy. Lord, help us to recognize the attacks of the enemy and to cast them down. Strengthen our faith in you so that we may be unstoppable in everything that we do. We declare that we will walk in faith and not in fear. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining me again week to week. I really enjoy this time we spend together, girl. Until next time, remember to pray and ask God for his help. Remember to surround yourself with supportive people who speak the language of God into your life. Remember to talk positively and agree with the things that God says in your life. Remember the power your tongue has. And remember to focus on your purpose that he's placed inside you. Because you're a light, sis. Can't be hid.
So stay blessed, stay encouraged, and I'll see you next time.